This is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at LeBanc St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. I want to read just a verse. We're talking about hope. I just want to spend a few moments just, just thinking about this whole idea of hope. And we're not going to spend very long this morning, but just. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. I think we've got a brand new head up there. I'll read it from that one just to make sure this is. This is the hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence of God behind the veil. I was just thinking that the power of hope, how many believe in the power of hope? You know, you could go without a lot of things in life. Sometimes we could go without food. We've done that. You can actually live up to three days. I didn't realize you could actually live without, up to three days without water. Because one thing is very hard to live without, and that's hope. That's the one thing I think people struggle to live above, above out is to live without hope. And the fact is, not one of us is meant to live our lives without hope. And the Bible says, actually, as we read there, that actually hope is like an anchor. I was going to bring an anchor, but we somehow, different reasons, didn't get it. But it says, hope is like an anchor. And I just love that fact that the Bible says it's just like an anchor. You think about it. The strength is in the anchor. Ever thought about this? And if you when you look at uh, when you go into the harbour, and ever seen those amazing cruise liners? And the incredible thing is, just the size of the anchor that holds that particular ship. Isn't it awesome? You think that the size of that anchor, the size of that ship, and yet the size of the anchor that holds that ship. And the Bible says that really, having hope in Jesus is like an anchor. In other words, no matter what hits your life, Christ has the strength to keep you in whatever your life is hit by in life. Whatever circumstances, whatever situations hit your life, when, we, when we're in Christ, there's a hope there that holds you in the midst of the most trying, difficult circumstances because he gives you greater strength than whatever you face anywhere else. There's a strength there that the anchor of Christ actually gives us. The, ever thought about this? That, that even though there could be an incredible storm above the surface, underneath where the anchor is, you wouldn't even know there's a storm on top. And when your hope is in Christ, no matter what storms are hitting your life, as long as you're in him, those storms are not going to damage or destroy your life. Because of the anchor of the hope that's in Christ Jesus. Sometimes the real question is what our hope is in. One thing about an anchor, I just want to get the anchor. The important thing about an anchor, it has to be connected to something stable, something secure. 
Because if the anchor's not connected to something secure, then it's not going to hold. And a lot of people have a hope in something that's not very secure. Every people say this, when I win the lottery. How different my life will be when I win the lottery. Or some people say, you know, people put hope in a relationship or in a person. And when that person or that relationship fails, they begin to collapse because they put their hope in something that's not very secure or stable. Some people place their hope, when I get that job or, or when that career opens up or when this situation opens up for me. And people put hope in things that actually are not that very stable. Isn't that true? But the Bible tells me there's a hope that is secure and stable and nothing will pull it, pull it away. And I was thinking, in Christ, what, what are the hopes that keep us stable and secure? Just a few things, just to briefly for you to think about. To make sure that your anchor's connected to these things if you're going to be stable. Here's the first thing. Your anchor needs to be connected to your hope in the cross. The cross is the most stable thing that you can ever connect your life to. Because the cross tells me, it tells me many things, but it tells me two things to begin with. First of all, it tells me that I'm loved by God. Every time I look at the cross, it reminds me that Jesus loves me in a complete and total personal way. And the cross reminds me that God loves me unconditionally. My, in other words, when I understand and, I'm, and my, my hope is based in the fact that God loves me, in the totally, he loves me totally unconditionally, then nothing in this world will shape me. I think what people really desperately need is a revelation of God's love for them. And we need to personalise it. Know that God loves me personally. Not just in my head, but in the depth of my heart, I know without any doubt, no matter what hits my life, God loves me. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not kind of thinking it, I'm not doubting it, but the love of God is so powerful and such a powerful revelation in the core of my heart, nothing shakes me from the fact that I'm loved by God. No matter what happens, what seems to come against me, my anchor is based on the fact that my hope is in the fact that I'm loved by God. I think the cross all tells, tells me this. I'm valued by God. The cross tells me that God has incredible value for me. You know what i found in life? The reason why people don't have hope is because deep down they don't feel they have any value or any worth. And where people don't have a sense of value or worth, it always leads to a sense of hopelessness. They feel hopeless because they don't feel valued and they don't feel any worth. I wonder if I got I wonder if I have, yes, I wonder if I've had any money in my wallet. I tend not to have very much. Angie jumps there before me. <laughs> How much is that worth? Pounds. How much is it still worth? Okay. I don't want to rip it. How much is it still worth? Put, I'm going to put that in, in my man's pocket. <laughs> you know, the thing is that no matter how much you mess up, even though at times you fail, you are still worth the same worth and value to God. Isn't that awesome? 
Often when we feel we failed or we messed up, we feel as if God doesn't have the same worth on us. And even though we can look at failures and mistakes in our life, it doesn't alter the fact of how much God values us because my anchor is connected to the cross. And the cross tells me I'm loved by God and the cross tells me I'm valued. And the price he paid, you know, you think about it, you're, the value is based on the price that somebody would be willing to pay for it. I only kind of feel, oh man, this is ridiculous. The price, for example, of football players. 120 million for a football player. What about that, Sid? 120 million for a football player. How, how crazy. You know why that is? It's because somebody sees value enough to pay that kind of price. How much are you worth? You're worth the price that somebody was willing to pay for you. You know what you're worth to God? The precious blood of Jesus, the cross. The blood that Jesus shed on you on the cross said, that's how valuable you are to me because of the price I paid. Here's the second thing we need to make sure our lives are secure in. The cross, but also, I love this, the promises of God. How many glad for the incredible promises that God has made available to us? There's not a situation in life that you and I face that's not a promise of God for us. Isn't that amazing? I don't care what circumstance or what situation of your life is, there's a promise of God for every circumstance in life. And the thing that gives us hope is when we really believe those promises. Discouragement comes when we look at our circumstances without looking at the faithfulness and integrity of what God's promised. The Bible says all his promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome? No, that means that means this. That every promise, when I believe that promise, I'm agreeing with God. And when I agree with God, God agrees with me. Isn't that awesome? And the Bible says his word will not return to him void, but will accomplish all that he sent him to do. So I take the promises of God, I agree with the promises of God, and as I agree with the promises of God, God agrees with me, and as God agrees with me, that promise is always fulfilled. And you need, whatever you're facing in life, to find the promise of God for your life, take a hold of it, and never, ever let that promise go. You know what the Bible says? No, it's not in the Bible, the hymn. Getting me still. There's a hymn that says, standing, remember that one? Standing on the promises of God. I remember that. How long do I have to stand for? As long as it takes for the promise to be fulfilled. I've had promises of God fulfilled in just a couple of days. How many have had that? I've had some promises fulfilled in a few months. I've had some promises fulfilled in a couple of years. I'm still waiting for some promises to take place. But I know this, as long as I hold on to that promise and refuse to let go of that promise, that promise will come into fulfillment. And we get insecure when we lose sight of the promise. If you want hope, then build your life, not on your feelings, because everyone knows your feelings change, come and go, and they realise that. You don't build your hope on your circumstances because they change. I build my hope on the promises of God that will never, ever fail. Because those promises are connected to who God is. You think about it. If you knew somebody didn't have, shall we say, ten pence to rub together, and they said to you tomorrow, I'm going to give you a thousand pounds. 
How many would have hoped you'd see those thousand pounds come to pass? Because we would question the person who promised the money. But look at the, the one who promised you the, things of, the promises of God. It was God himself. So if we really believe God's integrity, if we really believe God who, God who's, who he says he is, then we need to believe his promises. Here's the third thing. The purposes of God. If I want hope, my life needs to be connected to the purpose of God. What a great story. Uh, about two camels. Now, camels don't really speak, but just use your imagination to be camels here speak. A, a, mother, a, a baby camel and a mother camel. The baby camel says to the mother, Mummy, why is it we have eyelids? Why do we have such long eyelids? She says, well, darling, she says, well, when we go through the sand and the storm, all, all, the, all, all the kind of, all the sand blows in our eyes, but our eyelids protect our eyelids. Okay. Mummy, why is it we have flat feet, big flat feet? Says, well, when we walk through the sand, our flat feet helps us walk through the sand. All right, okay. Mummy, why do we have humps? Well, when we go through the desert and it's hot and there's no water, the humps actually store the water for us. All right. Mummy, why do we live in a zoo? And often when you think about it, that God has created us for a purpose and a plan. The great purpose that God has for you and I is that we have a personal relationship with him. And until we live according to that purpose, we'll never be living for the reason that we were created for. You know what the Bible says? God says, the plans I have for you are to give you a what? A hope. And they are to give you a future. I just think to myself that that God has got incredible plans and purposes for us. This would be a show, a, a kind of, this would be a documentary really. It's called The Deadliest Catch. How many of us saw that? And these fishermen, I mean, man, they would go into the most horrendous water from the face of the earth. And they'd catch fish, you know, in a real, just the most, really most difficult oceans in the world. And the other thing is, that, and they drop, they drop these anchors right in the middle of these incredible storms. And here's the amazing thing, those storms, you know, the, the anchors were all, you know, really big chains that go down to the bottom and they hold the ship and all these storms. But here's the interesting thing is, when they got the anchor back up, you know, you know how they got the anchor back up? They would actually go in an in, in a anti-clockwise direction. Because if they go in an anti-clockwise direction, it unlocks the anchor and brings it up. Here's what I'm saying. So unless you and I live according to the direction and the plan of God, we lose hope. But when I'm going in the direction God's called me to, when my life is living according to his plan and his direction, there will always be hope. The moment I turn away from his plan and I go in an opposite direction, then I begin to get a sense of hopelessness and despair because I've moved away from the plan and the purpose of God. And I love to think that when you are following the purposes of God, you and I will have incredible hope. I think in every human heart, there's a desire to make a difference. Every one of us. There's something in us. You know what? I'm born to make a difference. I'm born that my life can impact and influence somebody else. That's what I'm born for. You think about it. I don't think nobody would like to say when their life was over, I worked hard, made a lot of money, had a nice house, but never affected anybody else's life. 
See, we are the solution to the world. How many realize that? The Bible calls us salt. Salt, because salt makes an incredible difference. When you have a meal at somebody's house, you don't say to them, what was the brand of the salt you used? <laughs> that was the most amazing salt I ever tasted. What, where did you get it from? No, because the salt is observed, absorbed by the meal. You and I are called for such a purpose, such a plan that is far better than us. That we're absorbed with the plan and the purposes of God that goes beyond anything we could do naturally. All we've got to do is say, God, use my life to make a difference. Hope comes when you're connected to the purpose of God, which is far beyond anything that we can have for ourselves. Amen. Here's the last one. I'll finish on this one. I think if we need great hope, our hope needs to be both faced in heaven. That's where really our hope is. Hope, of, hope is built on a hope of glory to come. Christ in us, the hope of glory to come. Billy Graham died a few weeks ago. Well, he didn't have such an amazing life, such an impact on our world. Isn't that incredible the influence and the impact he had? These are the last, some of the last recorded words that Billy Graham ever said before he went to be with the Lord. This is what he said. He says, Someday you will read that Billy Graham is dead. Don't believe a word of it. I shall be more alive than I am now. I will have just have changed my address. I will have gone into the presence of the Lord. And I don't think heaven makes life less important, it makes it more important. And I think the biggest question God will ask anybody is this, that when we get to heaven, the question that will be asked is this, what have you done with my son Jesus? And that will determine whether you spend your, hev- your life in heaven or your life in hell. That's, it's, de- de- it's determined on your belief and your trust in Christ. Here's the big question. If you were to die tonight, do you really know where you would go to? It's a big question. I think what we need to do is to make sure that we live our life in the light of eternity. To live our life in the light of eternity. You see, I think people live in hopelessness because they have no hope beyond the grave. That's why it's amazing when we have Christian funerals. Because there's celebrations that are amazing. Because you know what's there at the centre of those funerals? Hope. Because people know there's a hope in a heaven that is to come. Here's the issue. When you live, in your, in your, in, when you live your life in the light of eternity, I think it affects everything about your life. The decisions you make, money, relationships, it's all based on your values. And if I have a life that is focused in the light of eternity, it affects every decision I make because every decision I make is reflected by what my hope's based on. Let me ask you this question. I know. If you have two weeks to live, how will it affect your life right now? Think about it. You know what you'd probably do? I think you'd write letters to people that you feel you've got to put things right with. Is that true? 
know what I think you do? I think you tell people who are close to you how much you love them. You, you, you tell them how much you, you care for them, how much you love them. You know what else I think you do? I think you'd actually, to make, I think you'd make sure that everything between you and God is right. <laughs> That's true. I think there's people that you need, that you want to share with, you'd make sure that they heard the gospel more clearly than they've heard it before. In other words, your whole life would be focused on the things that are really most important. What are the priorities? The things that aren't important you'd forget about because they're not that important. You'd focus your life on what really matters. And that's the way the Bible says we are meant to continue to live our lives in the light of eternity. Because that is something that gives incredible hope. Because, you know what Jesus said? Everything in life is significant. If you give a cup of water in my name, even that's significant. Why? Because it's living our lives in the light of eternity. It's not just for here and now. Because just for here and now is going to be very quickly over. And I'm living my life with something far, far beyond this life. Living with the values in the light of eternity. In other words, I want to build up an incredible big bank account, not just on earth, don't mind that, but also in heaven. That's where the focus is going to be. Doing things that actually focus on the things that are eternal. I think that brings incredible hope when my anchor's connected to heaven. Let's just bow our heads. Let's just pray right now. Father, we just thank you for the, for the anchor. Thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. Thank you for it's a hope that is secure. It's a hope that, Lord, will never, ever run dry. And, Lord, today we want to put our trust in you today, Lord. We want to put our hope in you because that is the only rock that we can put our trust in. Everything else, Lord, we're told is sinking sand. Everything else so quickly fades away. But we thank you the word of the Lord abides forever. The grass withers, but the word of the Lord abides forever. And we thank you today, Lord, that you give us a hope that we can never find in this world and this world alone. But we thank you for the hope that is ours in Christ. Not just for this life alone, but Lord, for all eternity. We thank you for the hope that you pour into every heart that puts trust in you. Father, we would trust your promises today. We thank you for the power of the cross. We thank you for the purpose that you've put upon every life today. And we thank you today for the hope of glory to come. We thank you, Lord, for all these things today that you say, put the anchor of hope on. And we tie our anchor to those things today that will never move, that will never be pulled up, because they are secure, the past time and eternity. And we give you all the praise and all the thanks in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Okay, so please stay around. We're going to take our tithes and offerings now. Please stay. If you need prayer today, we'd love to pray for you if you need prayer for anything. And also, we've got a present for the ladies, so make sure we're going to, we're going to give the presents just before you go. If we didn't forget about that, so make sure, so we're going to make sure the ladies get a present before you go. We just sing our last song together. Thank you for listening to this free download from the Lansby Eden Church. For more downloads, information, or to contact us, Please visit our website at thelanthanenum.co.uk.